Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's not easy. You're not taking the easy way out by going full time with your business. You're actually probably taking the hard way out. <laughs> Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. If you are watching this episode and would prefer to listen to it, there might be some extra little goodies and details sprinkled into the episode over on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, etc. I'm going to have all the links down below in the description box. And if you're listening, you can go ahead and watch the episode if you prefer that too. So today's episode is about something that I was really hesitant to create for a number of reasons. Number one, I just never wanted to seem like I was encouraging people to take the leap into a full-time entrepreneurship before they were ready or at all. Like not everybody wants that. And I think that we're in this culture that pushes, you know, leap before you're ready. You're not a real entrepreneur unless you're doing it full time, yada, yada, yada. And I didn't want to be another one of those people. Secondly, I also know that a lot of people get pushed into or, you know, get thrust into full-time entrepreneurship before they're ready for reasons beyond their control. Maybe their company is downsizing and they lose their job, or maybe their jobs are affecting their mental health and they just have to quit and don't have an option. There's a lot of reasons why people jump before they're ready. And so, yeah, I've been hesitant to make this, but without further ado, um, this episode is about what it's like or what I recommend doing before taking the plunge into full-time entrepreneurship. So before we hop into the episode, I'd like to take a second to remind you to leave me a review on iTunes. If you're listening over there, it really helps out a lot and I appreciate it. And I read the reviews on the show. I haven't been able to lately because I haven't gotten any new ones. So if you'd like a little shout out on the Freelance Friday podcast, you might want to go over and leave a review. If you're watching on YouTube, I would appreciate it if you subscribed, thumbs up and thumbs up. What was that? Left me a thumbs up and commented down below. All right. So first thing when getting into full-time entrepreneurship that I recommend is pretty obvious and that's save a bunch of money. Save as much money as you can. I don't want to say a number here because it depends on so many different things. You know, it depends on your lifestyle. It depends on your area that you live in. It depends on how many contracts you have that you know, you know, that are already signed. It depends on so many different things, but save as much as you can. I think like most people recommend saving six months at least of living expenses. And I would agree. I would say six months to a year, which sounds extreme, but do do what you got to do. Just to give you an idea of what my life was like, you know, I had been working full-time corporate job, full-time freelance, essentially for like three years before I took the leap. And so what that meant was that I was saving pretty much everything that I made from my business and I was putting it away and I wasn't looking at it and I was saving it for a rainy day saving. You know, I guess I didn't really know what I was saving it for because I was never the person who thought 
that I'm for sure going to go full-time with my business. I think that I've said it over and over again. I think that working a full-time job is really beneficial. I'm not going to say that I'll never work a full-time corporate job again because I might. I don't know. So anyway, I was never like, this is my goal. Like I'm saving up so I can go full time, but I was maybe saving for a down payment on a house, maybe saving for a new car, maybe saving for a vacation. Maybe like, I don't know, but I was just saving, saving as much money as I could. Um, so definitely do that. Especially if you are side hustling right now, don't touch that money. Like if you have a salary, that's a decent living wage. Don't even touch your business money. Don't use it for anything except for maybe taxes and like business expenses and then save the rest as your, you know, rainy day fund, your full-time entrepreneur fund, whatever it is. I also recommend on, you know, the same line as of saving and spending and all that stuff is to track your spending and to start, you know, once you realize that you want to go full-time, really get serious about you know, making smart financial decisions. I think when you're working a full-time job and you're getting a salary and it's this kind of guaranteed money, if you will, it's really easy to just spend money on dumb stuff. Like the amount of things that I had, like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Recurring expenses coming out of my account were so stupid. I was paying for like, you know, like editing software that I hadn't used in six months. I was paying for you know, Hulu and Netflix and all this stuff, even though my partner had it too. Like we didn't need to, you know, just little things like that. So go through and really take a deep dive into your bank statements and make sure that you're spending money on things that you really truly need and cut out everything that you can. Even just little things like Spotify did that deal. I think it was, was it with Hulu? So if you connect your Spotify and your Hulu, you get one of them for free. Just little things like that. Also call. So I called my phone company recently at Verizon because I was looking at my bill. I was paying like $150 a month for a freaking iPhone that I don't even ever call people on. Like I literally text and use the internet on it. So I was like, this has to change. We gotta, we gotta let this go. And it's not even the new iPhone. It's like a few, few, you know, models old. So I called them and I just said, Hey, I need to figure out how to lower my bill or I'm going to leave. And I was able to lower my bill by like, $50 just by, you know, moving some stuff around, changing some stuff that I didn't need or use. So yeah, start eliminating those expenses, start really tracking your spending. And of course, save as much money as you can. Like I said, there are some people who are going to go before they're ready, like go full-time before they're ready and don't get to save that six month cushion or whatever. But I mean, you should really be saving that anyway, regardless of if you're going full-time with a business anyway. Uh, if you can, as an emergency fund, a lot of financial professionals recommend that. I also use an app called Acorns, which has been nice. I just kind of started, so I don't have a huge, I kind of don't really haven't totally figured it out yet, but I do really like it. So I'll leave a link for that down below. It essentially like automatically rounds up some of your spending and saves the roundups into an account and it helps you invest and do some other cool things. So anyway, Number two, a second thing that I recommend is doing a test run of this. So I think that a lot of people think that they want to go full-time until they really do it. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is hard. This is actually harder than my job. Uh, It's not easy. You're not taking the easy way out by going full-time with your business. You're actually probably taking the hard way out. (laughs) It's definitely worth it. And it's easier in some ways. Uh, But it's, yeah, anyway, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard work. So I recommend one, if you haven't started getting clients yet, do it now, because if you can handle doing a side hustle and working a full-time job, you can probably handle full-time entrepreneurship because that is really hard. (laughs) That is really stressful. It'll get you in the groove and the mindset. It will get, 
momentum going so on day one as an entrepreneur you're not like oh my gosh I have to start everything from scratch I gotta get my first client I gotta write my first case study I gotta get my first testimonial I gotta build my website so many things all the things don't do that do it now you know you're gonna have to work pretty hard for a few months you're gonna have to work kind of like 12 hour days or 10 hour days or whatever for a little bit but if you can do both I recommend doing that. Now, I, I also want to say for this episode, I understand that I'm, you know, unmarried, no children. So I understand if you have kids, you probably can't do that transition period quite as easily because you got other things going on, but, uh, you know, do your best. And then also I would do things like use my vacation time for my business. So I would just take a few days off or take a week off during a weekday so I could essentially play the part of a business owner to test it out, to see if that's really wanted, what I wanted to do. Let me clarify, I was a business owner already, but play the part of a full-time business owner. You know, find out which coffee shops I like to work out of or test out co-working spaces or go on meetings with my clients or travel for my clients or whatever, go to networking events because it will help you live that life and understand if it's really for you. I think a lot of times we get frustrated. You know, we might have a job we don't like, a boss we don't like, a work environment we don't like, something that's not challenging us anymore. And that doesn't mean that you should be a full-time entrepreneur. That might just mean that you need a new job. (laughs) So testing it out, testing out entrepreneurship will help you understand if that's really for you. Or like I said, if you just need to start looking for a new job, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with just needing a new job. Um, I think sometimes we, you know, push entrepreneurship on ourselves. And the truth is, it's just not for everybody. So test it out give yourself a test run. Number three, I want you to talk to your loved ones. And this is not for approval, like nobody is telling me what to do. But I think that it's important to give them a heads up. So obviously my partner, I live with my partner and I was very open and honest with him about how I was feeling. And really the first time that the thought of going full-time crossed my mind, I let him know. Because again, not a, I didn't need him to tell me yes or no. One, we're not married, but we do you know, live together. We share finances, we split bills, all that stuff. So I wanna give him a heads up that my lifestyle was gonna be changing a little bit and also confirm for him that I'm still gonna be paying my bills. Like I didn't want him to freak out and think that, you know, I, I just got really transparent about my financial situation with him And also it's just important to have support. And I think that, yeah, having those open conversations with each other is important in any relationship, but it's also, you know, important in friendships. I told, you know, my boyfriend, I told my best friend and I told my mom, those were kind of like the three people that I talked to when it first started to cross my mind, just to get their support, to get any advice that they did have. Also to make sure that I wasn't crazy. You know, I did have to be open with myself about any constructive criticism too, because like I said, I didn't want to be in a situation where I just was frustrated or I was going through something in my personal life or maybe something at work that wasn't making me happy. And I I took it to the extreme and was like, I'm going to be a full-time entrepreneur. Like I wanted to make sure that, you know, they were like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. This sounds realistic. Like I'm not going crazy. So, and they'll probably bring you some business too. So Telling people who care about you, who genuinely care about you, genuinely support you, are not going to see you as competition. They're not going to see you as crazy, whatever, all of those things. The real friends, the real family, the real people in your life are probably going to be supporting you, promoting you, bringing you business before you even quit your day job. 
next thing, get legal. So I read this horror story on Twitter. I wish I could find it. I think I blocked it out of my memory, but it was basically about like a just a hobby wife who, you know, her business was not legal. She was accepting payments under the table, doing all this stuff and ended up basically like losing her family's home and just getting in this really bad situation with the man. And obviously I say that for any entrepreneur, like don't do that. Number one, do not, do not do that. Report your income. If nothing else, report your income on your taxes. But yes, I think when you're making the switch to be a full-time entrepreneur, you know, you want to obviously make sure that you're starting off on the right foot. You want to make sure that you are in a good place with your taxes, that everything's paid off and all that good stuff. You want to start a business bank account if you don't have one yet. So you're going to have to be even more careful with your spending and stuff if that's your only income. So I definitely recommend getting a business bank account, starting an LLC if you want to, or, you know, if you haven't yet, I'm not an advisor on that stuff. So I don't really know, like I have an LLC personally, but different situations for different folks. So talk to somebody who knows that stuff and taxes and business licenses and all that stuff, but do that stuff while you still have your nine to five, because you might need money for that stuff. You might need time, you know, like, I mean, it's weird because going into full-time entrepreneurship, you think, oh, you're going to have all this time, but really now your your time really is money when you're full-time entrepreneur, you know, like it changes a little bit. Whereas maybe when you're working your day job, you can take a vacation day to get some stuff figured out at the bank or to, you know, get your LLC figured out. You can do that online, but you know what I mean? Like, it's nice to have that, that, that time off to be able to use if you need to. And again, that capital, that income coming in in case you're like, oh shoot, I didn't realize I have to pay $6,000 in taxes. Like, okay, cool. Like would be good while you still have a day job and that income coming in. Uh, and also again, just to make sure that you're starting off on the right foot and everything's legal and good. Also, another thing that's nice to do while you do have the comfort of a day job is educating yourself. So taking courses while, again, while you have that salary to fund your education, uh, using some extra money to take courses, maybe hiring a coach, hiring a business coach is a really, really great idea when you are in the planning stages. I know a lot of the times when I talk to people who are interested in working with me one-on-one, one of their big objections or hesitations is that they're not ready. And I say that I think that's the perfect time is when you need that guidance and when you need somebody to kind of help walk you through those initial steps to make sure that you are getting off on the right foot. And again, if you're still in your day job and you start working with a coach, you're you're a little bit less worried about the spending aspect, although I do think working with a coach is a very valuable investment and you know, personally all of my clients have only expressed to me how much it's already paid for itself and how they've already seen return from it. It is scary to spend money when you're like working for your, you know, livelihood. Like again, time is kind of money in the beginning. So yeah, definitely while you're still in your day job is a great time to hire a coach and start working with someone and also utilizing your, your resources that you do have from your nine to five in a legal, you know, permittable way, obviously not like stealing things or obviously, you know, doing anything unethical, but like taking advantage of of the conferences that you're going to, taking advantage of the trainings that you're offered through your job, things like that are great. You know, I think when you, when you get in your mind that you're going to be a full-time entrepreneur, you might start to look at things in a different way and see things through a new lens. So you might 
go to a conference every single year with your day job. But now that you're realizing you're going to go full time um, with your business, you might start to see things differently or maybe try a different track than you would normally go to or talk to somebody in a way that you wouldn't have before. So using all of those things to your advantage. And then lastly, take a vacation. Well, okay, not lastly, the second to last, take a vacation. (laughs) Again, you know, yes, you're going to have more time in a way, but you're going to have less time in another way. It's a weird thing when you do it, if you do it, if you have done it in the past, you'll understand what I mean. It's like you have more time, but at the same time, you're working a lot more probably, and you're a lot more cautious about your time. You're a lot more guarded with spending money. Um, Even if you're making money, and you have clients already, you're just going to be more protective of that. Like I, you know, you just don't want to take time off necessarily. I don't know. Some people are different, but for me, I'm like a very cautious person. And yeah, that's kind of where I was at. So take a vacation, take a paid vacation. And whether it's you're going on a cruise, you're going to Europe, you're going down the street, you're doing a staycation, you're staying at home, whatever it is, like take some time to really relax and recharge before you enter this next phase in your professional life. And then lastly, I want you to go to the doctor, (laughs) use whatever your benefits are again, in an ethical way. Like, I don't know how you could don't scam or anything. I don't know how you would do that, but you know, use your, your benefits that you do have. I do want to say that about the health insurance thing, If you're watching from any other country besides America, you're probably like, what? But yeah, America, we have not to get like political or anything, but our healthcare system sucks. It just does. I'm just not going to mince words here. Uh, So this probably isn't a concern if you're in Canada or, you know, every country has these challenges with healthcare. But with America, it's kind of like you're you're losing a big benefit by quitting a day job. But I do want to let you know, and again, this is me, single, no children, I think it's different when you have a family, obviously, relying on you. But health insurance is just money. Look at your your paycheck, you know, from your day job, and you're going to see a number there, and it's probably pretty high. That's how much they're taking out for health insurance. So, yes, you're going to pay for it when you go full-time with your business, but one, you might potentially be able to write it off, depending on, like, what type of business you have and all that. And two, it's probably going to be maybe a little more than what you're getting taken out of your paycheck. So it is just money. If you can think about it that way, it helps ease that loss a little bit. But with that said, you know, even with paying for it, you know, I I went with like a marketplace plan. Your work insurance is probably going to be better. It's probably going to have a little bit of a lower deductible, might have some extra benefits and things like that in there. So I would use that while you can to at least get like a good checkup um, and go to the eye doctor, go to the dentist, go to the chiropractor, like whatever your benefits are, get all of those things out of the way. I, you know, I got new glasses before I left my job. Um, Not even, it wasn't intentional. It just lined up that way, but like do those things, get a teeth cleaning, like get your fillings done, all that stuff. Again, you can pay for your insurance. You can pay for eye insurance, dental, medical, all that stuff, but your plan is probably going to be better through your job. So that's my advice. I could talk all day about like 
the client side of things, like I said, I think it is really important to do a test run and start getting clients before you leave. But I think that's going to be maybe a different episode. Let me know if you are interested in hearing more on that. I think that's, like I said, I could talk all day about that. But I do think it is important to start working with clients while you're transitioning so that you're not starting on day one, like searching for work. So yeah, let me know if you'd like a part two of this specifically about getting clients and transitioning over. But those are kind of the big things that I would say to check off your list. Let me know, you guys, if there's anything that I'm missing on YouTube, you can let me know in the comments. If you're listening to the podcast, screenshot this, you know, tag me on Instagram stories, tag me on Twitter, and let me know if there's anything I'm missing that you would suggest or just how you enjoyed the episode. I hope that this was helpful for you. This is a question I get all the time. Like I said, I was very hesitant about recording it. So hopefully it was worth it. And uh, yeah, definitely leave me a review on iTunes if you enjoyed. Subscribe, thumbs up, comment on YouTube, and I'll talk to you very soon. Uh, I'll talk to you next week for the next episode of the Freelance Friday podcast on YouTube. I'll talk to you probably in a few days time for a new video. Thanks for watching and listening. (laughs) Bye. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help, and you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.